Hello, we are um, on our second day of First Timothy 5, and um, yesterday we got a little bit ahead of ourselves in our discussion, and I will own that because <laughs> most of that was me, so I apologize for leading us astray, um, <laughs> but we will uh, just go into a little bit more depth about some of the things that we talked about yesterday, so just, just a heads up that if it sounds a little familiar, it's because it is. <laughs> Do you want me to read? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Verses 9 through 16. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless she is over 60, has been faithful to her husband, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list, for when their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. Not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. So, I counsel younger widows to marry, have children, and manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. Some, in fact, have already turned away to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has widows in her care, she should continue to help them and not let the church be burdened with them, so that the church can help those widows who are really in need. So, it's it's pretty... um, in depth about who these widows should and should not be like we talked about last time. But this one, I I like that, you know, unless she's over 60, she has been faithful to her husband, well known for her good deeds, such as blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, um, it's not just taking care of anybody. You know, this woman has to be well known for her good deeds I like that. You know, it's like these other younger women are going around from house to house, blah, 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 (laughs) gossiping. (laughs) Uh, So I think think Paul has been gossiped about. What do you think? Like there's uh, a lot of Paul. Paul has a lot of young people gossiping. (laughs) Yeah. A little sensitive to that. Well, there, that may have been going on specifically in this particular church, the younger women, might have been a group of younger women that were creating this. Mm-hmm. Um, as older women, I think we all know we're all capable of that. Yeah. And it's not just younger women that can do it. It's older women that can do right. that and cause trouble too. And men, men do the same. Mm-hmm. Men gossip too. Mm-hmm. We act like they don't, but they absolutely do. There's a maturity yeah. level though. Once you hit 60, right? right. That um, one would hope that if you were 60 plus in that category, <laughs> that your maturity level is a little bit higher than that of a 21-year-old. 
One, one would, would hope. hope. <laughs> yes, one would hope, but that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. My yeah. dancing skills have gone down a bit, but hopefully my maturity has gone up a bit. I talk about it better, so that's probably what's good. There you go. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, I was. There was this thing like um, respect the gray haired. I'm sure it's coming up. I was like the gray haired or those who have not done their roots yet or something. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, we cotton can all be tops. defined in different ways, mm-hmm. right? You can call them cotton tops. Yeah, oh, cotton tops. Oh my goodness! I, I, so I'm a little curious about whether they're talking about two different groups of people. I, I fully believe the church would have cared for anyone, the widows, as much as possible. I think, though, it was like, and this is the last uh, in 16, if any woman who is a believer has widows in her care, she should continue to help them and not let the church be burdened with them so that the church can help those widows who are really in need, right? So I think there was in that culture this this care for widows because there was no social security. There was nothing like that. These are people who needed to be cared for, for food and shelter Mm -hmm. and very basics of life. Um, And they had no way of, of working. So men in this culture hit possibly like, I'll just be a carpenter's apprentice or I'll just help someone. I'm, I, there was this really cool book. um, Oh, it's by Arthur Brooks. And he was talking about, oh, I don't know if I can catch it. There's two different times of um, oh, our wisdom. It's like when we're young, we have this energy. and We can do things fast and quickly, and we can calculate things quickly, and we can, um, there's that, like, crest of wisdom that happens when we're younger as we're just pulling in all this information of our profession or what we need. Right. And then it kind of slows down. Older people aren't as fast. I don't get cell phones. No, (laughs) like I do, but it's like, we're not like we were when we were younger. Like if there's any problem on a cell phone, I will hand it to a kid or someone younger than me for sure. Um, But as and it's kind of around the 60s, 50s to 60s, there's this other kind of wisdom that happens. I think he called it crystallized wisdom, where we realize we don't need to do that. We don't Mm. need to be the fastest. We have this bigger picture that has way more wisdom that comes in. And so then what we start doing, if we're playing this correctly, if we're recognizing our wisdom and we're going according to where we are at that time, we look for the people who can fill those spots. We can help connect these people as they, um, as we were on a different project. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it correctly, but it's, it's almost like we oversee the coffee shop would be a way to say it as opposed to having to be the one to serve all the coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. We look at what the coffee shop needs and we can see some of that. And we can look to younger people and say, what are you seeing here that I'm not seeing? we have that ability to do that without being threatened. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and my reason for seeing this with widows, there was a reason for being in here with this. Um, If we don't acknowledge that older wisdom, we're going to miss things and we'll have that emptiness. I think they were kind of talking about it before in the previous lesson. There's this emptiness that happens because we haven't connected to who we truly are and brought that wisdom through, right? So there's this emptiness. 
Um, and the part where I'm talking about with widows is these ladies, my hope is that they have that wisdom and we want to care for those widows and we want to make sure that things are doing because they can contribute back into the church in very good, strong, healthy ways. Sorry, that kind of got to be a lecture, but it just felt like this overarching concept, you know, with women. Well, I think not just with the necessarily level of that, um, like maturity, but Mm -hmm. when you're over 60, you're not going to have young kids at home. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be looking for a new husband. You are not going to be um, scrubbing the floors. You know, you're not going to be doing these things that the younger women are going to be tied up in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he talks here um, about um, being well-known for good deeds, such as bringing up children, but like that's already happened. You're known for bringing up your children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, devoting yourself to all kinds of good deeds. Because you don't have to be tied down in the nitty gritty every day. How do I keep my house going? Busyness. Mm -hmm. You can commit because this was not like, you're going to stand in the food line once a week and we're going to give you food. Like Terry, you've said this over and over again. This is like committing to long-term financial responsibility for these people. Mm -hmm. Um, Like in my head, and this is not accurate, but in my head, it's almost like these women are becoming nuns. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nuns were not around then. Um, That's a whole other thing, but that is, and even the level of commitment that they're taking, which is one of the reasons that um, when you go on and it says um, about the younger women and they want to marry, thus they bring judgment on themselves because they've broken their first pledge. And that first pledge being that they're now committing to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like today we're talking more about a role in the church as opposed to. Yeah, it does. The financial needs or. Mm-hmm. And when they talk about care too, it's even more than financial. It feels like a lot of other things like connections, social, um, spiritual needs, emotional needs. I do think when there's this maturity with older women, that we can speak into younger women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And younger women need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As a younger woman, that, that was important to me. I'm not sure where it is, but it, it, there is one um, scripture, and I'm, I'm sure it was from Paul. It says the elder, older women should teach the younger women mm-hmm. yeah. to be keepers at home. And I forget what else it is, but, oh, to, to love their children and their husband. And I always thought that was pretty interesting that the older women had to teach the younger women how to love their children. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, sometimes it's not that easy. Yeah. Um, but all along, there's there's a whole list or homework about uh, different verses that talk about caring for the widows. Mm-hmm. So it's very important precept in um, in the Bible and in our church. Yeah. Mm. Now we don't need the older women. We have Google. Mm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I'll tell you, when there's new babies up and stuff like that, Google has a lot of answers. Yeah, they do. 
Hopefully you know someone that, has poured into you long enough to know how to separate the nonsense from the good advice go. on, yes. on the Google machine. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying that a little sarcastically there. It's so true though. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think a lot of our girls are young women today. You know, they have, they've been exposed to a lot of stuff on television and the books they read. And um, so they tend to go to each other when they've got an mm-hmm. issue or a problem Instead of finding an older woman who's lived through some things and who may have, or to find an older woman who's made a success of her marriage and her home and her, and her life um, with God, who's been able to walk with God through those things, instead of looking for that older woman like that to guide them, they turn around and look at their young friends who have none of that experience. Um, so I think it's, that's probably something that we've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, go to you go to your peers right but Paul is saying here no that older women have a place we have a part to play it's a charge of I when I read these scriptures I take it as a charge of responsibility um, that I need to make sure that I'm available to those younger women mm-hmm. um, because they otherwise they're going to go look in places where they're not going to get godly advice like bravo <laughs> Right. Bravo. Yeah. So, so we, um, I, we had my husband's mom live with us for many, many, many years, definitely over 10. Now we're into math, but, um, she added to our home. She added to our home and there was a question here is, have you ever taken care of some, by the way, she was handicapped on 26 medications. I mean, it was like, a lot of health concerns, a lot of care. Um, but I started realizing every time I was frustrated with her care or something that happened, it revealed a character defect of me. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And so just even the presence, even if there isn't this, and Omi was very wise, so it wasn't it, but it was just um, in the process of caring for someone like that, you learn a lot about yourself and in good ways. She added to our home. She added to our home so many ways that are not tangible now, you know, mm-hmm. but they were really important and really missed. She's since passed. Um, but I, I think often think of, of her. A lot of yeah. times we think of relationships as very transactional. I do this mm-hmm. for you. You do that for me. I give you this, you give me that. But as Christians, we're not called to be looking for anything in return. We're not called to a transactional relationship with people. We love them because we've been loved. We've already been loved. We've received the love of Christ. And now we should walk in that and and offer that to other people, whether they love us back or give us anything back or not. Um, It is a blessing. Usually when you give, you get. And that is an awesome reality. Um, but we can't look for that. You know, we, we just love because we're so loved, we can't help it. Um, and I think that, that, um, it's, you know, my mom came and lived with us too for a little while, Rosemary, but she had dementia. And, um, so my story is a little different. I Mm -hmm. certainly learned a lot about myself, my patience level. You know, I thought I was pretty patient before, but with her dementia and her personality changes, I was not as patient as I would have liked to have been with her. 
And so that did stretch me that way. She was at a place where she really couldn't give anything back mm-hmm. because she wasn't in her right mind 90-something percent of the time, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you got to love the unlovable. And mm-hmm. we're called to that, too. Um, and not, not worry about what we're getting back. Sometimes caring for people is, does not mean that you take them into your home. Sometimes caring for people means that you help them be in a situation where they are safe and where they can be cared for in an, in a, an appropriate way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes medical needs like Rosemary is super awesome that you were able to care for Omi at home and with all of her physical needs and everything else. But there may be somebody out there who just can't do that, you know, and that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes it looks different than feeding people and um, changing their diapers and carrying them from one place to another. Right. Um, and, th- and that really is okay because we are all equipped in very different ways. Yeah. Um, and so to be able to lean into people who do have those gifts is, um, that's a, that's an incredible way to care for and love people also. Yeah. I, I think that's really true, Suzanne. And one piece that I would just really hope people get to is that it was too much for you. There's a community out there. Right. Yeah. And in, it, yeah. we're talking about, this is what was happening back in, Tim in Ephesus, yeah. there's a community mm-hmm. of people that are there. And there's people that definitely, as um, hospice came in, we realized we could have had her on hospice for two years. <laughs> like We were like, <laughs> we just didn't know that. So yeah. it's like, explore your options, explore the possibilities. Um, I want to say something quick too. The, there's a question like, so we're talking about widows, but there's also widowers. And I think I'd love to just speak to that for a minute. Men might be more or less, I don't know, not necessarily, but more financially able or capable or able to do physical home projects or something like that, but they may need a meal cooked. And the thing that's really important to recognize, I think, in all of this is someone has died. A partner has died, and this partner is very important in this person's life. So even if it's just listening... Even if it's just hearing them and spending that time, yeah, that's super important too. Male or good, female here. Good point, Rosemary. Good point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Terry, do you want to finish this up today? Yep, sure will. Okay. Lord, once again, I'm just so thankful to um, be studying your word with these ladies and to hear different um examples from their lives of how they've cared for widows. Um, um, And we just pray, Lord, that as um, we have learned to care for them, that we will teach the younger women to be keepers at home, to be loving, kind women who will um, grow and, and mature into the kind of people that would take care of others. Lord, we just pray that we would um, be mindful of the people around us, people who need a little help, people who need uh, maybe a listening ear or a shoulder to cry on and or maybe a meal like Rosemary was talking about. We just pray, Lord, that if um, it's your will that you bring people into our lives and across our paths, that we will be um, 
looking for them and, and be willing and ready to help. And we thank you again for your word that um, tells us exactly how you would like us to live our lives and to feel about these things and to um, always be learning and let the Spirit lead us and, and train us in the way that we should go. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs>